Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. Hello, hello. This is episode 17 of With Heart and Wonder. I am so excited to be here with you today as always. And today it is just you and I. We definitely have a little bit of a pattern of usually it's a solo episode and then a guest episode. So we would have been scheduled for a guest episode this week, but that's just not how things unfolded. So I am excited to to be with you here today. And I think today's episode is, is kind of in a way going to be speaking back to some of the themes that have been coming up in, in the last few episodes as we delve a little bit further. There's a story that I want to share to kind of frame what is to come. And it is a story that comes from a group program that I was uh, facilitating around yoga and mental health. And as we were moving through this program, I was approached by one of the participants and she, we had just finished our, our yoga practice and we're moving into the portion where there was going to be discussion and activities and more mindfulness and, and a chance to connect um, with the self and with those in the group. And she came up and wanted to chat. And what she said is that she had been now twice to the group. We, she'd missed a few sessions. But she'd been twice and done the yoga practice twice. And she had heard that yoga was supposed to help with stress, but she still felt stressed. And she wanted to know why it wasn't working. If yoga was supposed to help with stress, why after two sessions was she still feeling stressed? And she said that she felt really relaxed during the yoga class and during our time together, but when she left that stress was still there. And this was like such a beautiful moment for me to really, I mean, think about so many different things, but one of them is to to think about expectations. And I, I mean, there's so many ways we could we could talk about that. Uh, but I do think there is this kind of tendency in the wellness um, industry, wellness practices, health practitioners, to not always emphasize the fact that it can take time. And that is definitely a broad statement. There are lots of, of practitioners and people um, and, and companies that create products that do emphasize the fact that it can take time. But I think a lot of us still come to things with this belief and And it's not just a belief, it's also this profound desire to feel a shift and to feel it quickly. 
I think one of the reasons why this this story really resonates with me is because of my own tendency towards impatience. And I I kind of think about my myself, especially at a young age, and my relationship with time. I remember I would have been in grade four or grade five, and one of my friends during class one day turned to me and said, you are always looking at your watch. Like, you look at it every few minutes. And looking at my watch was this like pattern of, I think, related to kind of stress and anxiety, but also around thinking about what comes next, always thinking about and planning for what is coming next, and thinking about the, my own expectations of what that would look like rather than being in the moment. And I remember once she pointed this out to me, I became so aware and it scared me a little bit just how much I was looking at my watch, sometimes like a minute after having looked at it. And so I stopped wearing one. And despite stopping wearing a watch, this tendency of impatience and kind of stress around time and expectations is definitely something that did not go away. Though I I was checking the time a little bit less frequently, this is a pattern that really shows up for me again and again. And I, um, I really believe that we are kind of born into this life with both gifts and lessons to learn. And it's often the joke in our household, as Eric so lovingly points out, that my biggest lesson to learn in this life is is around patience. And this creeps up in in all sorts of different ways. It creeps up with, you know, wondering when we're, when dinner is going to be ready or it creeps up um, in waiting to hear back from people. But one of the biggest areas that it it definitely has been this this kind of opportunity to change my relationship has been around my own health and wellness. I have shared a little bit throughout the the podcast and I'm sure I'll share more as we continue this journey together, but I started experiencing a lot of health issues um, when I was 20 years old and uh, 19 actually, 19 turning 20 that, that year. And those um, health issues around things like digestion and inflammation in my body, um, around mental health, all of those things were interrelated. And as I kind of moved through my own journey over the years of exploring different healing modalities or exploring different um, like diets and supplements in order to bring more balance to my being, this theme of, of kind of expectation and patience has often been there along for the ride. And it has been kind of challenging in in that way because I think when we think that we have this pattern of when we reach out for help, we 
often have waited already. We have had to kind of come to a place inside of us where there is so much discomfort or inner turmoil or, or emotion or, um, or despair where we have finally reached out for help. And then when we reach out for help, it feels like this lifeline and that we've taken the biggest step. And then, so, you know, doing a treatment or taking the supplements or meditating or doing our yoga practice, when we've taken that big step of reaching out for help, it, it feels like it should start to work. We want it to start to work right away. When the reality is that our bodies and our minds, it, it takes time for transformation. It takes time to, to integrate and to unravel past patterns in, in whether it's in our bodies, whether it's in our minds, whether it's in our hearts. It takes time to start to shift and to repattern our beings for greater wellness. Which isn't to say that we can't experience moments of relief, moments like being in a yoga class or being in meditation and feeling that stress dissipate. But we get surprised maybe when that stress comes back in the middle of our week, when we have felt like we've finally reached out, we finally taken that step to engage in something that is supposed to help. And that was the experience of of this woman when we had our conversation together. It was this experience of finally taking time to do something that was supposed to help with her stress and wondering why it wasn't working yet. And so I wanted to talk today about our expectations. And I think a lot of us, come to our own self-care and wellness and we often experience whether it's big feelings or, or smaller subtle feelings around wishing things would work faster or wondering if they are working at all. And in some ways I think this is one of the reasons that sometimes we get discouraged Sometimes we try a breathing practice or we try a new routine or ritual and we give it up because we're not seeing results yet. There's this focus, this emphasis within us on the the expectations we have about what the results should be. And I offer today an invitation to maybe explore what it would look like to focus a little bit less on our results, on what we expect to get out of something, and a little bit more on what we are experiencing in a moment. So I thought we could circle back. A few weeks ago, I shared that I was restarting a morning meditation practice. And the episode um, talks all about 
my approach to a morning meditation practice and what that was going to look like for me and definitely the reason for starting that morning meditation practice or restarting that practice was really motivated in me needing to start my day in a way that was more grounded and it was also motivated in helping me come to a more balanced place again where I was feeling less stress. And this journey, I'm on day 22, was this morning. This journey has been really beautiful in in so many different ways. And one of the reasons it's been particularly beautiful is that my morning meditation practice has looked a little different this go around than it has in in previous iterations. And one of the, the ways that it's looked different is I shared that one of kind of my favorite ways to check in in the morning is is just to kind of focus on the breath and to see to see what comes up without focusing too much on words or visualization or or certain techniques or additional layers. While this is definitely one of the ways that I really like to check in, as I was reflecting back, I was thinking about how in previous iterations of this morning meditation practice, it would often start like that. But as the days went on, I would start to add these other layers where I could feel more of a benefit more quickly. And I'll explain that. So, so much of this practice of just sitting and watching thoughts and coming back to breath is about really being present in what is happening and letting those thoughts, those emotions, whatever is under the surface, letting it rise so that it can be acknowledged and released. Now, in contrast, and it's not to say that there isn't releasing work still happening, In contrast, in other times, I focused more on certain techniques and practices that are designed to bring about a desired state, whether it's emotional or um, a desired energetic state. So I've used things like mudras, which are hand gestures that control the flow of breath in the body to create different effects. I've used um, techniques like a loving kindness meditation, which is meant to help us tune in and build more of that compassion and love. I've used visualizations that are meant to bring about whether it's a state like gratitude or um, more softness in the body, more flow. And what I've noticed is that this practice that I've been doing for the last 22 days has been really different. One of the reasons it's been different is because those other ways, those other techniques, those other practices, I know work really well for me to bring me into a state other than the state I am currently in. They work wonderfully. And those are often the practices that I teach for exactly that reason, to help people start to shift their energy, shift their being, what's happening in body and mind and heart into a different place. That can be really powerful. And I use those techniques still, but I'm not using them in my morning meditation practice. And the reason is because I have felt 
But I am creating this container instead of to feel something other than what is happening inside of me, that this container is best served right now to feel what is happening in this moment. And so that often means that I don't experience what I know is attainable of that more blissful, meditative state. For me, I I tend to start to see purple. Um, It's just I, I feel a lightness in my head. I feel like my body relaxes. I know what it feels like for me to get there. And in this current state, I am not necessarily getting there that place that I associate it with that meditative bliss, I'm not necessarily getting there every day. Even though I know that I could if I used different techniques. But it feels so powerful to just sit and to be with my thoughts, to let the thoughts surface and to release them, to come back to breath, to take stock of what's there. And so I share this because It has been a really interesting reframe for me where it's not so much about a certain outcome or desired state in my meditation practice. I'm releasing the expectations around what my meditation should look like or should feel like, and I'm allowing it to be what it is. So I think if we are looking It's starting to reframe our relationship with practices around our wellness, our well-being, our healing. It can be really powerful to start to let go of those expectations. And in a way, this speaks back to our episode last week, episode 16, around where we're resisting. And sometimes there are ways in which we start to resist even when we've taken steps to welcome in more balance or wellness, um, less stress. Sometimes the resistance comes in the form of our expectations around what ought to be happening. When I think of letting go of expectations and how you go about doing this, I can't say that I have all of the answers. That's something that I think we all need to get curious about and explore what that looks like for us. But I do know that one of the things that helps me is to focus on the process Focus on what is happening right now and to lean into a sense of gratitude there. To really challenge myself to notice what is going well and what isn't. To notice it all. But so often I think we get trapped in in noticing what isn't working. And so it can be really powerful to pause, to reflect, and to notice on what is working, even if that is in a completely different vein than our expectations. So maybe our yoga practice hasn't yet 
been helping with our stress levels. But maybe it is an opportunity if we're doing that practice with our kids or with our partner, it is an opportunity to be in shared activity together. Maybe our meditation practice isn't leaving us feeling calm, but we set an intention at the end of that practice and that intention that we set is something that we come back to again and again throughout our day and it guides us, it grounds us. So to find the moments and the aspects of things that are feeling really good, to find the the parts of the process that do feel like they are bringing balance or joy or connection, and to focus on that, to let that uplift us. And then when things do start to work, as we expect them to, or maybe they never do, there are still, that journey along the way hasn't been one of waiting and waiting. It's been one of appreciating. When the woman in this Yoga for Mental Health series and I had this discussion about the fact that she wasn't, was still feeling stressed after the two yoga classes that she had been to, we talked about, you know, all of the the scientific aspects of it. The fact that it does take time to repattern what's happening in, in our bodies and our minds. It takes commitment and practice. But I also really tried to encourage her to celebrate what she was feeling in those yoga classes. And that that in itself, in many ways, is an indication of what we are capable of feeling. And it may take time to start to feel that same sense of less stress or relaxation when we are off the mat. But we've experienced a taste now of what that feels like. And we can work towards that with gratitude and appreciation for the moments that we are able to tap in there. So today, you might take a little bit of time and maybe investigate if there is anywhere right now where you've kind of started and stopped something. Or maybe there's a practice that you gave up on long ago that you might like to bring back and to change your relationship with this aspect of your journey so that it doesn't feel like a slog where we're putting in our time as we wait for the results. We find the moments of appreciation for what is right now. And I'd love to support you on this journey in any way that I can. As always, you can reach out and get in touch. I'm on Instagram. It's at Megan L. Johnston. Or my website, MeganJohnston.com. You can sign up for the newsletter there or find my email. I am wishing you such
such a really wonderful rest of your day. I hope that it is filled with heart and wonder. <laughs>